Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us. And uh, man, things are certainly exciting. As you can tell, I'm still in a cabin. I was in a hotel room last week in a cabin now. Hope to be back to normal here real soon and have a couple of great things for you. Today's program is going to be off the charts. And I'll introduce that to you in just a second. Uh, tomorrow's also have a special Wednesday update for you. And then even one for Thanksgiving, too. This can be the Thanksgiving ones can be exceptionally encouraging. You guys are going to be blessed. All right. So a couple of things for you guys to know. If you're in Southern California, December 3, that's Sunday evening at 4 o'clock p.m., I am going to be doing a prophecy update. Uh, Tank Commander and Major David Tal is going to be joining me, uh, formerly with the IDF and the Commander and Major. He's going to be joining me live in person. It's going to be a 412 church in San Jacinto. So again, 4 p.m., Pacific time, uh, a prophecy update in person. I'd love to meet you guys. Uh, come on out, uh, join us. And then uh, also, uh, listen, we have some unbelievable things to talk about. Check this out. Canada now euthanizes an average, get this, of 36 citizens every day. Unbelievable. And then Bahrain uh, talked about this earlier today on Lee Brainer's program, Bahrain, here it is, unequivocally condemns Hamas massacre, demands hostage release. Folks, I mean, you look at Bahrain, and then you look at the the uh, the, the fact that Bahrain would do something like that, um, just really something else to watch all of these different things take place. Uh, so uh, we're looking at everything that's going on. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to get there in just a second. Also, we're going to find out how to stand strong in all of these things that are going on, and uh, one last thing I want to mention before we get going, if you can join us, uh, joining me in June, we have a conference coming up, uh, leaving out of Florida. Alex Newman's going to be joining me, uh, along with Dr. David Reagan. Uh, uh, also joining me is Jeff Kinley and Bill Koenig. It's going to be terrific. It's leaving out of Florida. It's a conference, but it's going to be on the sea. So it's going to be seven days. This is going to be a full-long conference. It's going to be uh, some outstanding loaded teaching, but you're also going to get a lot of great free time. You're going to meet like-minded people, like-minded friends, brothers and sisters. And quite frankly, we're going to, we need to be encouraged to link arms together. So uh, think of it as a conference on the seas and, um, and it's a uh, time to get away, but really get some solid teaching to be renewed in our uh, mind and just refreshed in our spirit and body, be strengthened. Because, listen, I hope we're raptured before then, but if we're not, we'll keep planning for pressing forward together. So I hope that you can join us. Check it out, Hope for Our Times. Be such a blessing. It's going to be a great time. Check it out. All right. Now, uh, so many things going on, but I'm going to introduce my guest. My guest is... Dr. Nathan Jones, who has become a really good friend of mine over the years, and he, he serves as Director of Internet Outreach and Internet Evangelist at Lamb and Lion Ministries, uh, reaching out literally to the billions of people accessible over the Internet with the good news of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's been serving the ministry since 2007. No, he's really smart. He uh, graduated after graduating from Philadelphia Biblical University with a bachelor's degree in the Bible. Nathan studied at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and later received his Master's of Management Leadership at Liberty University, earned his Doctor of 
religious studies in evangel evangelistic apologetics at Trinity Theological Seminary. Nathan was ordained as minister in 2005 Southeast Christian Church in Louisville, Kentucky, and he co-hosts uh, the ministry's weekly television program, Christ and Prophecy, along with Tim Moore. He also co-hosts the weekly podcast, The Truth Will Set You Free, along with Vic Batista. Okay. Did anybody hear a doorbell just now? Yes. Yes, I thought like a light went off on top of your head okay. or something. I, I got to get the door. I tell you, I'm in the cabin. I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> Nathan, can you talk about something really biblically prophetic for about 30 seconds? I'll be right back. Okay, go. Um, okay. Well, this is a prophecy. Will Tom return? Or is he being kidnapped and taken on vacation? Uh, God bless you, Tom, for a guy who's going on vacation and still doing these these uh, video podcasts and webinars so hmm what is going on with Tom? that is the question <laughs> well again my name is dr nathan jones i hope you can check our website out at christinprophecy.org there you'll find a wealth of information about bible prophecy and of course go to hope for our times too we got a wealth of bible prophecy on tom's side as well we want to get you equipped and and excited about the lord's soon return and, and able to survive these dark days right tom right and i'm back so you know what <laughs> that is that's hilarious that has never happened to me before um so listen everybody thank you for your patience with me thank you nathan for covering for me have you ever been up interrupted by a doorbell doing one of these before no but the first time that i ever realized i got old i was up at a pulpit at a church in pennsylvania and i'm going through my notes and i'm preaching and i looked down and realized for the first time i couldn't read what was in front of me so i stopped the sermon i said do you all mind if i run out to my car and get my reading glasses i guess i need them tonight so i ran out to the car and i you know i got in the in the glove and i finally bring them back and i sit and everyone's laughing i'm like what's so funny like well your mic never turned off they heard the whole thing rummaging around in the so that, is, that was what i realized i had finally gotten old i need reading glasses that is that is hilarious that is so funny um so uh, are you ready to, to roll? I mean, Nathan, we're going to give some really encouraging things here in a minute, but I look at this with Canada, and I didn't know this. I know euthanasia was, was an issue, but I look at this, and I think Canada now euthanizes an average of 36 citizens every day. And, you know, what's, here's what's going on is I look at Israel. Israel's a big deal, right? We, we understand the timepiece and everything. But what the enemy of our souls is doing in these globalists, these people who hate us, it's like they're using Israel as cover to move forward with all of their plans. And I look at this, 36 citizens a day that are euthanized in Canada, and we keep hearing about the talk of, of uh, eugenics and wanting to do this. And, and here they are. So many things are taking place behind the scenes that none of us, that almost nobody's paying attention to. Well, it's like they haven't heard the sixth commandment, thou shalt not kill. I mean, they're murdering their own people, but we know what the agenda is for the Great Reset. The World Economic Forum isn't quiet about it. Uh, the Georgia Guidestones told us that they want to get the world population under half a billion. So, you know, what is life? If if it's meaningless now, then get rid of it. If if a child is disabled, you know, have them aborted. What it is, it's Sweden recently bragged that for the first time they've had no special needs children 
born in their country that's because they're aborting them all i have a special needs child so i'm particularly offended by that like these lives have no no meaning anymore and you know satan hates us being made in the image of god so yeah he wants us all dead yeah yeah you look at what eugenics is the webster merriam webster dictionary and basically it's eliminate to eliminate undesirables well who decides they're undesirable uh, at this point, the World Economic Forum, World Health Organization, the Bill Gateses of the world—they're desiring. Uh, they're they're telling us who's undesirable. Hillary Clinton, she called us all deplorables. Remember that. So yeah. we can see where this where this comes from, and you know the the when you look at it with um, uh, the H.G. Wells was a fan of evolution, and his problem was that evolution didn't eliminate the undesirables because it's the religious people that have too many babies. It's the poorer people of the world that have more babies than the richer people and the more educated people. So eugenics comes along because the people they don't want around have more babies. So what, what do they do? They eliminate, just like Nazi Germany did, start eliminating people they don't want. Um, so, that, that I mean, I look at this and just think, Wow, things are really taking place. I, I'm going to throw something else out there too. In just a second, Nathan, we'll, we'll get here um, because you recently created videos and podcasts uh, with the themes of the need to stand firm in the storm and not be self-deluded. Uh, so I'm going to ask you to walk us through that because people can be self-deluded and deception is increasing. We are living through a serious deception right now. And I want to, I'm going to throw this out there because I, I think the deception is not the grand illusion of Second Thessalonians 2. That happens in the tribulation period itself. But the deception leading up to that, I think we're living it right now. Because when I look at things going on right now, there's protests that are happening all over the world. Uh, most of them that are happening are anti-Israel. They're turning violent. Jews are being killed. If you stand up for Israel... I'm sure there's plenty of people on the comments that are going to be on here today. They're going to say how evil we are because we stand with Israel. You guys get it every day. We get it every day. We, we get that. We are watching people being killed on the streets for just no reason. The crime and lawlessness is increasing. But we're also watching some serious pushback against uh, CB, digital currency, against ID tracking, against the, the 50 in 5, you know, that new plan that's just been announced 50 countries in five years to bring in this digital tracking and people are up in arms on both the left and the right. There is like, there's this big wake up that has happened to people on both sides of the, uh, both sides of the coin. Um, and so you have res major resistance. You have major lawlessness. Uh, people are with Israel, pro-Israel and anti-Israel groups right especially with the anti-israel group we're seeing lawlessness but in all of these things combined we're seeing serious resistance against the globalists against the governments uh, the argentina election just the other day uh, was evidence of some of that the resistance is incredible just absolutely incredible it's growing more and more with the resistance that's growing i do not see nathan how antichrist could possibly come on the scene right now and say hey it's time to implement the mark of the beast. I don't think any, I think 90% of the world would say, I'm not going to do it because people are so angry. I'll guarantee you these billion 
pro-Palestinian protesters, they ain't going to go for it. People like us that believe in Bible prophecy are warning people not to go for it. And then the wake-up of the World Health Organization, WEF, Klaus Schwab, everybody's waking up to their madness, Bill Gates. I'm looking at things thinking something big has to happen to get, I mean, what is it that's going to take place? I mean, I can imagine the way things are going as Congress is opening up with things, uh, investigations that I, I wouldn't surprise me if Bill Gates ends up in jail sometime in the future. I know that's just speculation, but I'm looking at things going, no, almost nobody right now would go along with the Antichrist system that's described in the Bible because there is so much resistance and hatred building towards the globalists, but we know it will happen. So I look at it, and I'm thinking something really big has to happen and very, and that's going to deceive the whole world. Something major that's going to prop up Antichrist. It's something massive's going to happen. Anyways, I look at this, and I'm just throwing that out there, knowing. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I do have some ideas. Maybe we can get into that later. But right now, as we look at everything going on, we know the Bible's going to be fulfilled. We know Antichrist's kingdom's going to be fulfilled. Uh, we know there's an Ezekiel 38 war that's going to happen. We understand all these things. A peace covenant is going to be confirmed. We can see everything racing there. At the same time, we're watching major resistance to the globalists. People don't know what to do. You've written, you've talked about it. How do we stand firm in the madness of these days and not be self-deluded, as you say, and not be deceived? So, you know, I know that's a long, long introduction to get there, but... Take, okay. take, take, comment on anything you want. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, let, let's uh, address the first thing. How do you change the world overnight? Well, look at the little thing called the pandemic in 2020. I mean, my kids were home for spring break from college. Uh, everything was good. And all of a sudden, boom, everything shut down. The whole world's insane. They're all masking up and taking jabs and, and going bananas and thinking uh, this is going to kill off millions and millions of people. I lost three relatives, including my own father-in-law from it. So I do take it seriously. It radically changed our world. Look at Israel before October 7th. Divided, threats of uh, civil war coming, Netanyahu's position, tenuous, uh, the Jewish people, very leftist, very secular humanist, and then boom, Hamas hits, and all of a sudden the Jewish people united, and they're they're praying in, in Gaza now where their troops are, and, and the whole world burst into flames over the Jewish people's right to exist and defend themselves. You know, it, it just takes just one major catastrophe to utterly change everything. So you're right. It seemed like during, especially during COVID, uh, the world was trending very fast towards globalism. Now there's pushback. But to answer your second question, I think the major event that's going to radically change the world is the rapture of the church. Because when you remove that restraining influence, the Holy Spirit's restraining influence through the church, the world is going to be like Mad Max. It's going to go crazy. And people will be begging for peace and safety, but they won't find it until the Antichrist comes and promises it. And he promises it, saying, well, I've got all these, these things that need to happen to make it safe and secure. And people are willing to give up their security and freedom, uh, excuse me, their freedoms to get that security. So, yeah, it, it's going to be major uh, event and it can only be the rapture and I think that's also tied to the fact that the world is barreling down towards a global uh, Great Depression again. It'll make the Great Depression from the 30s look pathetic. I was reading recently that that credit card debt just in Americans past 1 trillion 
we're in one trillion dollars in debt just for the all the junk we're buying we're seeing countries like pakistan and others about to collapse economically china for all its bluster is about to collapse economically it'll be a chain reaction that'll spread across the earth and what do people want the one food the one to survive well they'll move to digital currencies They're, they'd be willing to do it they'll give up their their anonymity and their privacy for for food and shelter uh it's not hard to see how quickly that whole sentiment will change yeah you know what i i agree i totally agree um you know i am not a person to date the rapture or anything like that but when i look at everything what the the only way Antichrist can come to power is some type of event that causes, that allows people to be going to a delusion greater than right now. And I believe we're being set up for it so much. So, I mean, I can imagine um, I, I, the rapture is the only thing that even makes sense to me at this point, a, an event. So, 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 uh, um, changing to the globe because people in china are going to be caught up to meet the lord in there people in iran people all over the world from various parts of the world and when that happens if believers are as the bible says we're salt and light uh we are the ones who are used as the, the holy spirit working through us to restrain back evil that would also be restrain back deception and the way we restrain deception is the power of the holy spirit in the bible right so when suddenly that is removed, then what do you have? You have a world that is, I don't care if you're on the right or left, it doesn't matter which political side we are on, uh, people are going to be, they're going to be deceived. And one of the major things right now is people are looking, they're looking for a political savior. Mm -hmm. uh, and you see that when Jesus came the first time, uh, when you look at, for example, when he's in Nazareth, he opens up the, the Old Testament, he reads the passage that is about him. Boy, that really upset the people uh, because he's talking about himself being the Messiah. Well, if you're the Messiah, overthrow Rome. Uh, Judas, that's what really got into Judas said, no, we don't want a, a savior to save us from our sins. We don't want to overthrow Rome. So both sides, the right and the left, were looking for a, political savior and i and, and i know this can bother some of our folks listen i am involved in the culture i'm in, in, involved in, in doing my best to make sure hey you get the right people on the school boards you get the right people elected but our hope must be in jesus christ and when the rapture takes place it's like what's what's left you don't have the holy spirit working you might have people still going to church but that's not the, the same as the Holy Spirit working right now. The Holy Spirit will still save people during the tribulation, but you look at the Word of God being removed from uh, the, the platform uh, and the salt and light of the earth, the delusion's going to be off the charts. And then, you know, so I, I look at that and I think, man, everything that you just said, I don't know what other event could be so magnificently impacting that it would get the people of the world to on both sides, the right and the left throughout the world to surrender their allegiance to Antichrist. It has to be something far greater than this world's ever experienced before. And we're seeing that the fact that the Satanist agenda, or as Dr. J.B. Hickson says, the Luciferian conspiracy, they suspect very obviously that the rapture is coming too. 
I mean, it's heavily invested in the New Age movement, and the New Age movement believes that these Christians need to be taken off this earth by the ancient spirits or the aliens or whatever so that humanity can finally start evolving. evolving. We're holding the world back. So what do we get constantly, constantly from, from the globalists? We're at climate change and aliens. I mean, Satan must know that, that the rapture is coming soon, not that he knows the date, of course, but he, he sees the signs of the times and he recognizes the times we live in. So the people are, are being deceived, prepared for that great deception by constantly being ingrained. Okay, the reason the, all these millions of people disappeared is because of climate change or because aliens finally got rid of them because they want to help us evolve. So if that happens, of course the people are going to be want to be tracked or chipped or followed or whatever. I mean, they'd be terrified. They're going to be taken off this earth too. So of course they're going to say, yes, track me, follow me. I don't want to get lost. I don't want to get taken like those people. And they'll buy into whatever they want for peace and safety. It's, it's actually frightening how much this world, and maybe it's the affluence we have, is so willing to give up our independence for the illusion of peace and safety. And what does the Bible say? Same thing, right? In the end, they'll say peace and safety, but they're not going to get it. Yeah. Give me peace and uh, uh, give me that peace and safety. Give me that peace and security. And then sudden destruction comes upon them, which is also interesting when you look at the context of the harpazo or the rapture. Um, the context is the last day's events. And, and, and Paul, after he says, we'll be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, comfort one another with these words, goes on right after that and says, I shouldn't have to write to you guys about this. You should already know this. But when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction comes upon them, they shall not escape. Clearly, you know, I, I know people argue against us all the time saying you guys believe in rapture. Well, the Bible teaches it. And clearly, <laughs> God separates two groups, those that are caught up and those that don't escape that are left behind. I mean, all anybody has to do, and I would encourage you guys, anybody out there who doesn't believe this, just look at First Thessalonians, read chapters 4 and 5 in context, read, read, read the whole thing, and you see two different groups of people. Um, you know, you also mentioned this, and again, I, I don't date set. I don't, I don't know when it's going to take place. There could be more wars. There could be more. There could be something breaks out with China. There could be great earthquakes that happen before the rapture. Different things could happen that are really big. But the biggest thing coming that's going that has the I don't see any possibility of a global government coming to place. I mean, because we see this massive resistance, I do not see it coming about until the rapture takes place because they are trying so hard to do it. But no, there's just too many people are sounding the alarm. So I, I, I so I'm thinking it could happen and I don't know when, I know it's gonna happen. Okay, now you mentioned, uh, not only do we have the threat of war, rumors of war, the rider on the red horse, massive war, you mentioned the economy. I mean, the, and then what do you have? The rider on the black horse, where the economy is so bad, it's a day's wage for a loaf of bread, pretty much across the globe, except for the people, except for the elite people at the top, the Bill Gates, the Al Gores, the Klaus Schwabs, uh, the people who are running everything, the elite, don't harm the oil or the wine. We have the perfect setup for that. Anybody who's paying attention to the economy knows the economy is in probably look, is looking at the worst shape globally it's ever been. 
China's in trouble, Europe's in trouble, Russia's in trouble. It's like Israel is now in trouble because of the war. You start looking at it, it's it's a global it's a global problem. It is massive, bigger than bigger than anything before. The secular economists are warning all the flashing all the warning signs. It's like God is holding everything together because the writers of the apocalypse don't show up until after the rapture. So I'm just looking at everything. How much longer, Lord, will the Lord hold things together? We know his desires to save souls that none should perish. But, but I mean, I just look at everything and just think, wow, it is amazing, all of these things happening. Just amazing. It's interesting how the Lord works. I mean, obviously, through the church and his word, we read uh, or hear about stories of the people in Islamic countries where Jesus is coming into them in the dreams and they're getting saved. But it seems with the secular world, the Lord tends to use um, movies. I, I was really struck by the Star Wars prequels, how the, the prequels gave a step-by-step -step how evil could take over and a republic or a democracy can turn into a dictatorship so easily. And what did Padme say uh, at the sound of applause? Uh, and uh, I just saw with my daughter the new Hunger Games movie over the weekend, and it was the same thing. It's, it's the globalist agenda. You have the capital, which is rich and despises the, the districts and enslaves them and gives them just enough to survive while they live in glory and grandeur and have everything they could ever want. And isn't that what the globalists are saying, the, the Klaus Schwabs of this world? You'll own nothing and be happy. Why? Because we will own everything. And really, it's a return to medieval feudalism, where you had the Lord who owned everything and the serfs worked the land. It's a lie. It's a deception. And the brother, the people are buying into it. Anyone who wants to buy into a 15 minute city, you got to be out of your mind. It's it's a it's a concentration camp just padded. And you're right. The whole world's not going to go in his butt. You take away their feeling of security and safety. They will give up anything for it. Well, they, they will, and that will be the threat. And uh, you you threaten no, you aren't going to have any money and that type of thing. But I just don't see how that system can come into place until the church is raptured to be fully fully involved, fully evolved. I mean, they're making the plans now. They're working, no doubt about it. I believe all the infrastructure has to be there before Antichrist comes on the scene. So we're witnessing the setup. But to implement it to the extent they want to, I don't I I, I don't I don't think that's possible till after the rapture. But I've been surprised before on things. Well, like you said, the, the church is the restraining influence on the world. I mean, what would it be if there weren't Christians out there holding the tide of evil back all the way from the school board level to the county seats, all the way up to the, the top rows of government? I mean, the fact that we have Mike Johnson now as our new Speaker of the House, wow, that just is kind of mind-blowing. There's The Lord is putting Christians in strategic places, either in politics or law or society and business, whatever, we're there holding the evil in the world back, but you take that restraining influence out, then man, these, these leftist, wokest globalists will get everything they've ever wanted because there will be nobody holding them back to stop them. And then on top of that, the Lord says those who have rejected him, who've hardened their hearts against them like Pharaoh, he's going to give them a deluding influence so they believe the lie. Uh, I just, I can't imagine. Imagine if that rapture happens tomorrow. How different the world from today will be the day the world in two days from now. It, it'll be so dramatically different. It'll make what COVID happened seem like a blip on the radar. 
it, it, you're right, brother. I, I don't see, I mean, sure, global, we could have another Great Depression again. We, it could be a number of things. It could be meteors smacking the earth, but we know that happened during the tribulation. I mean, it could be a lot of things, but really the only way for the satanic government system to move forward is to remove the church. Uh, yeah, and also it's the, the, the Bible-believing Christian that believes in the Old Testament and the New Testament and the prophecies of the second coming of Christ that stands in the way of Israel being destroyed. And, uh, or the attempt to fully destroy them, which Antichrist will attempt to do. He'll never be successful. And, but we're, we're painted as, as the bad person. Um, uh, also, <clears throat> I want to ask you, how do, how do we keep from being self-deluded? I know I started out with that like an hour ago, but we'll get there. I look at this also, that Satan also has to set up a boogeyman. And he's done that with the current globalists. Nobody likes any of them. You know, the elite love themselves. I saw a video recently. It was this lady, uh, one of the elite leaders that they have at their meetings, you know, and she goes, I have some good news. And the good news is that we've got this implemented and this implemented. We're moving forward with this and we really get along well together. And then she said, the problem is nobody likes us. Nobody out there. We like ourselves. Nobody out there likes us. And they're telling yeah. us to eat bugs. I mean, yeah, they're telling us to eat bugs. Who's going to like that? <laughs> and you can't have steak. You know, you, I mean, you know, you look at it, it's just insane. And you they can't have They want us cars. dead. You, you, yeah, you're, you're going to have electricity, although we're going to shut it off. I mean, we hear all these things. Everybody does. Don't have to be in the Bible to hear those things and hate it. So I believe Satan, he's got to set up a boogeyman because he's got to set up his man for everybody to like him. And I think these current globalists are the boogeyman. And they're going to be exposed through court proceedings. This is, again, this is speculation. But I'm just saying for everybody, don't be surprised if some of these people that we don't really care about that much, if the if the, the Bill Gates of the world start getting arrested. I'm just saying don't be surprised because Satan has to set up a boogeyman in order to, and I mean, I just, I mean, I just think through it. Like, you can totally think I'm nuts, Nathan, and that's all right. But, I mean, just think how many people would love a guy who came along and said, hey, this guy's bad. All this has been revealed. The Joe and Hunter Biden thing is real. We've got to get these guys are all going to jail. Look how corrupt they were. I'm here. I'm your savior. And he's got he's charismatic. People on the left are, are don't believe these guys anymore. People on the right don't. I mean, some do on the left, but pretty much nobody on the right ever has. But, I mean, we can see it all building this way. And, and, and the deception I, the deception is so off the charts in every direction. Just, just amazing. All right. Well, I, you remember back in the 2000s, uh, Barack Obama came on the scene, and everybody saw him as the answer to all the corruption in government. Of course, he brought just as much corruption and, and ineptitude. We saw this uh, Elon Musk. He seems to be fighting the man. You know, he took over Twitter and opened it up for free speech. And yet he wears a Bahamut uh, Halloween costume. You know, he's no Christian. And you're right, brother. They 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 set up a boogeyman so then they could have a hero. But the hero is just as bad. And what do we read about the Antichrist? He comes in. He's like a hero. People love him. And he, he's man of peace. He's like Gandhi. And boom, he puts the world into World War Three. He's going to have all, he's going to seemingly have all the answers. Plus, he's going to come with a magic show, signs and wonders. 
um, mm-hmm. deceiving signs and wonders, which lets us know they're not real. They're, even they're fake, but people are deceived by them. And with the church being gone, genuine believers being removed, the Bible not having the, the authority or the, the uh, influence in the world it currently does because of people like us that are watching and us, um, the deception's just going to, I mean, I, I can imagine how great the deception's going to be. And this world is so set up for that Antichrist coming, especially after the rapture. All right. So I've talked like a lot. So how do we keep from being self-deluded? Uh, you gave the answer earlier. You have to read the Bible. It's the truth. It's the word of God. And we live in a time period where people don't believe in absolute truth. They, they're, uh, they believe that whatever their feelings are gives them the truth. I remember Kamala Harris telling a student, you know, well, that's your truth. That's your true truth. No, it's not subjective. It's, it's not relative. It's real. It's absolute. And we can know what the truth is by reading the Bible. And that's why Christians, for the most part, I mean, we have deception creeping in. But for the most part, when you read the Bible and you know that Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life, and nobody come, can come to the Father except through him, John 14, 6, then we have the truth. And we can look around and like, oh, the, the scales have come off. You realize the insanity of the world where people are, are promising us, us peace and safety. We know they're really lying because they want to take that peace and safety away. Uh, again, we have to be grounded in the Bible. It's our it's our instruction manual. You know, we guys don't like to read instruction manuals, but the Bible is the instruction manual. And we will be deceived unless we cur- turn to the Bible and, and read it with a literal interpretation of the Bible. You know, if the plain sense makes sense, Look for no other sense, lest you end up with nonsense. That's how Christians get deceived. But when you take a literal interpretation of the Bible, we won't be deceived. Pray. You need to have the Holy Spirit you know, guiding you, and you need to stay close to Jesus Christ. When you're wandering away, you're going to fall into deception. So those three things. It's, it's funny. The people that are saying, there's people out there that say we're deceived because we take this literally. And we're saying that's the way to keep from being deceived. You know, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 19, we have the more sure prophetic word that shines as a light in the dark place. And I, the deception of, of we do not stay in the word, how easily we can be turned to the left or right. Nathan, let me ask you this question. What happens to the Jewish people according to end-time Bible prophecy. You know, we hear all the time what happens to America, and let's forget about that. What happens to the Jewish people? Okay, well, let me give you a list of the prophecies currently being fulfilled. The Jewish people will be gathered in unbelief from the four corners of the earth. That's Isaiah 11. The state of Israel will be reestablished. That's Isaiah 66 and Ezekiel 37. That happened in May 14, 1948. The Jews will reoccupy the city of Jerusalem. That was fulfilled on June 7th, 1967, according to Zechariah 8. The land of Israel will be reclaimed from desolation to become an agricultural bounty again, Ezekiel 36. The Hebrew language will be revived from the dead, Zephaniah 3.9. And all the nations will come against the world of the world will come against Israel to control Jerusalem. Zechariah 12, you know, we know we got the Vatican, the United States, the UN, the Islamic world, they all want to control Jerusalem. So we're living in a time period where Jesus said, when you see all these prophecies coming together, you know, my time is short. So, or until he returns. So what prophecies have yet to be filled? Will the Jewish people survive? Well, Psalm 83 says the Arab nations of the world will attack Israel in a coordinated effort to annihilate the state. And according to Zechariah 12, 6, 
Israel is going to soundly defeat the Arab alliance. Will Israel beat Hamas? Yes. Will Israel beat Hezbollah? Yes. Will the surrounding hostile Arab nations be defeated by Israel? Yes. Because Ezekiel 38 promises that Israel is going to dwell in security and prosperity. Then Russia and a co coalition of Islamic nations. According to Ezekiel 38, which we're seeing all the the um, coalition, the, the, the politics, all their leaders meeting all the time, they're planning the invasion of Israel, as the Bible says. But according to Ezekiel 38 and 39, God's going to step in and supernaturally destroy this coalition. To me, that's a post-rapture event because the church isn't involved here. God is directly dealing with Israel. That's when the Antichrist will intervene. He's going to guarantee security and peace in the world. Maybe he's even going to allow the Jewish people to rebuild their temple, Daniel 9.27. So we're in the middle of all these prophecies, Tom, and we're seeing it all come together and, you know, Israel is fully committed now to destroying Hamas. We're seeing countries start to declare war on them. It's going to get bigger and bigger, and eventually we'll get to Ezekiel 38 and 39. So we're really at an impasse right now, I think. We're, we're at the edge, I believe, of the rapture coming at, at, at any, any moment because uh, the world is shifting. The Lord's plan is shifting from the church to Israel. There's a crossing of the guard and his revelation through the church is ending and beginning with Israel. So, brother, I'm I'm on the same page with you. Yeah, I love how you said that. Uh, just this is shifting, and we know Romans chapter eleven. Uh, don't be ignorant. The Bible says of this mystery, lest you be puffed up in your own mind, thinking you're smarter than everybody else. It's interesting. God says, don't be ignorant. Don't be puffed up, thinking God's done with Israel. And I would encourage anybody to read Romans chapter 11. And he says, blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come, and then Israel will be saved. So we, we're looking at how you put that. It's, this, this, it's, we can see the, the changing of the guard, so to speak, or the shifting taking place. The, uh, I, I think what's happening right now with Israel is such a significant sign it's it's huge and at the same time nathan this is so cool i've been talking with a lot of people that are involved in messianic ministries in israel and you know how it is in israel the 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 secular jews and the religious jews they don't want anything to do with messianic jews they are completely separated this current war has forced them together and I heard a report just the other day of somebody coming to Christ from one of the Messianic people, uh, the soldiers, because you have all these Messianic soldiers out there, men and women. They're in the battlefield. God has forced them all to work together, bringing them all together when they weren't allowed to be part of their culture, part of their um, fellowship, their, their friendships before. Now God's saying, oh, they're going to be in here, and this war has forced them. You think of one for Israel. I think of the things that Sammy's involved in, and uh, David, and so many other people. Josh Aaron. You start going down the the Jeff Morgan. I don't know if you're familiar with him. All these messianic ministries there, and man, they're in it. To me, it's exciting. Although there's pain, people are coming to faith in Christ. It's like God is making this move. I I'm hesitant to say this is the final move because I don't know. I don't know. But we can see, based upon the Bible, the direction it's going. And, man, I tell everybody, look up and lift up your head because your redemption draws near. But at the same time, God's desires that none should perish. So we want to be uh, continuing to 
proclaim the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came the first time he's coming again. Amen. And and, uh, same, Avi Mizraki and Baruch Corman, same thing they tell us from Israel. The Messianic yeah. movement is just spreading as the Jewish people get serious about their relationship with God. I, I think it's it, it's really, really cool. I heard a report the, just the other day uh, when we were at Brandon's conference uh, about uh, the young people, this would be like Generation Z in Israel, is becoming very religious. They're open to religious things. It doesn't mean they're believers yet, everybody. Nathan and I didn't say that, but they're open. I mean, it is really an amazing thing. And these kind of things are what we need to be most excited about, that people are getting saved, Gentiles and Jews. I um, was talking with Bill Koenig about massive amounts of people down in Brazil that are coming to know the Lord and movements down in Mexico. And it's exciting to see this happening. You really got to wonder, is, is you know, God, God's moving. And, it, and, and we need to remember that and remember our hope is in Jesus Christ. Um, Nathan, let, let me ask you this, because you've been serving in ministry a long time. And you, you I mean, some of the things we deal with, you know, if, if it can be discouraging at times, especially if you read the comments, right? <laughs> so, so, but, but we do it, we got to have our nose in, in the grindstone, we got to really be paying attention. So we hear a lot of bad news all the time. Um, even more than most people already are because we have to pay attention. How do you stay encouraged? And how would you encourage other people to stay encouraged? Uh, I, I love my verse, uh, the verse uh, Habakkuk 2.4. I make it my verse, uh, 2.4b, the just shall live by faith. The world is going crazy. We wonder where is God in all this? Kids are cutting off their organs and transgenderism and globalism and every ism is out there. But the Lord says, the just shall live by faith. We put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We know he's sovereign. He's got it all under control. It's all working towards an end plan. We just have to trust him. Keep on doing what we're supposed to do. Share the gospel. Serve him while the time is short. Keep looking up and being ready. But the just shall live by faith. Amen. So as you look at everything moving forward, the just shall live by faith. we got to believe God's word is true. Um, we can't turn to the left or right. Uh, Jesus even tells us Matthew 24, see, I've told you these things beforehand. Why? So we would be strengthened. So we would know. Um, and I, the deception is just unbelievable. I really do be, believe the deception is happening on both sides of the aisle. Um, yes, and, absolutely. and what's coming is going to be much more difficult to be able to, uh, to weave your way through the madness of what is going on. So, but what is it? Final question. What motivates Nathan Jones to keep pressing forward and do what you do today? The kingdom of Christ. I just preached last weekend on the millennial kingdom where Jesus Christ rules and reigns in Jerusalem. Satan is in a pit. The demons are gone. Everybody there entering into the kingdom loves the Lord Jesus. We'll get to see him from his throne in Jerusalem that says it's a time of bounty. There's no poverty. There's no war. The animal kingdom's at peace. Uh, you sit under your vine and nothing makes us afraid. Knowing that's our future makes this terrible evil time period fade away in comparison. Oh, man, so good. Um, uh, I have one more question for you in just a second, but don't forget, everybody, December 3, at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, I'm going to do a prophecy update at 412 Church. 
in Southern California. David Tal from IDF is going to be joining me. Hope that you guys can make it. And also, I want to encourage you all to like and subscribe to this YouTube you, this YouTube channel, Hope for Our Times. But also Nathan Jones with Lamb and Lion, a Christ in Prophecy. Go over there, check out their website, check out everything that they have. In fact, we even have some of Nathan's work in our in our own store online. But um, go over to uh, Lamb and Lion and check out Lamb and Lion and Christ in Prophecy and all their videos that they have. Uh, Nathan and Tim, and I think Vic has some of his own also, doesn't he? And uh, check him out, everybody. What, what a blessing. You guys have been an inspiration for me. I told Dr. Reagan this 30 years ago that uh, an inspiration for me, even an inspiration for my dad back in the 1990s, early 90s, and what hope there is, and we have our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Nathan, so we've covered a lot of ground today. What is the final, is there a final thing you'd like to share that we haven't covered? Well, like you said, deception is everywhere. Folks, turn to the Bible. That's your only uh, message of truth, because again, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, you don't want to be deceived. Learn the truth. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, and uh, God bless you all. Uh, tomorrow, let's have a great midweek for you in studio, by the way, tomorrow, and um, I look forward to uh, seeing you guys later. And uh, we also have a Thanksgiving, it's a very special Thanksgiving uh, video for you guys. It's going to be really cool. Okay. God bless you all.